0: Hello and welcome
1: to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news and gossip. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Sam Rose.
0: Hello! I, I was going to switch it up, but I, I couldn't think of anything. You got nervous. I got nervous, so hello it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, a Kendall and Kylie scandal, Duffy's heart-wrenching letter to Netflix and heaps more. But now let's get into your pop fix where we fill you in on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. Sama, this one I thought was so funny, but also very, very cringe. So, an Aussie comedian named Tom Armstrong has tricked Seventh Heaven star—I don't know if you used to watch that—that is like such a '90s, early 2000s show. (laughs) It's so Uh, Beverly Mitchell, so far, so long ago. Into giving a shout out to the last person you'd probably expect. So I'm assuming that he paid her through a cameo or something and sent some information about the person and then Beverly did her thing. That person that she has been asked to give a shout-out to? Australia's most notorious serial killer, Ivan (laughs) Milat. Oh, my God, Sam, it was so cringe. I've got a clip of it. Let's take a listen. think I could get an American celebrity to shout-out Australia's most notorious serial killer. Ivan not many people pick up hitchhikers anymore, but you really helped out the backpacker gang and you belong in seventh heaven So thank you. We need more people in the world like you so Ivan Milot, I hope I said it right Um, Sending you lots of love and thank you again for for being such a big fan and for just being awesome and being you
0: Look, if I can say anything about this actress, is that she's clearly sweet, she's clearly gullible, but also I want to give her some, I want to throw her a bone a bit because Ivan Malat, unless you're Australian, like, and obsessed with learning about serial killers, how would you know who Ivan Malat is? So this kind of joke is kind of amusing, but it's also so obscure that it's almost not funny. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. So in case, if you're not aware who Ivan Milat is, he was a serial killer who was convicted of the backpacker murders in 1996. So it was a long time ago. Uh, it's known for sure that he killed seven hitchhiking backpackers. You know, she did mention, oh, he picked up hitchhikers. Good on you. <laughs> oh, um, but it's suspected he was involved in several other disappearances. So yeah, your first reaction was a bit like, Ooh.
0: Yeah, just, no. just like, yeah. okay, impressive that he tricked her, but also not that impressive, because how would she know who Ivan Milat is? If it was an Aussie actor, then I'd be impressed. Then I'd be like, okay, this <laughs> is kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, while a lot of fans found it funny and called it the best thing they'd seen on social media, some people have slammed Tom on social media with one person writing, well done, what the fuck? You've just ruined this girl's life and you all find it funny? Time to grow the fuck up and do some good instead of trashing others' lives for a laugh. Someone else wrote, this is absolutely horrible. Beverly Mitchell, I feel so bad for you. Uh. Now, obviously, poor Beverly, you know, she had no idea uh, who she was giving a shout out to, but I bet she will Google every single one of the people she's asked to give a shout out to on Cameo <laughs> from now on. I mean,
0: That should be a good rule of thumb, really. But I think it's a bit extreme to say they've ruined her life. Like, she's, it was just a prank. I know. Like, she might not even know that it was, like, I don't know. She might not even see the news about it. Who?
1: Yeah. Do you reckon, though, because she's quite like a, like, she's not really famous now, would she have a Google alert on her name, do you reckon? (gasps) Oh,
0: interesting. Maybe. I mean, what is she doing now? Do you know?
1: I don't know. I'll I'll have a quick look. Let's see, IMDb. Oh, yep. Okay, so she is very much into. Uh, I'm gonna guess Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. So she's done Candy Cane Christmas this year. Uh, maybe this is a Halloween one. She did Blood Pageant this year also. <laughs> Rock and Roll Christmas last year. Hometown Christmas the year before. Um, okay. so yeah, she, she's so, still steadily working, yeah. but a lot of them are TV movies about Christmas.
0: Okay, So, <laughs> so her career time-cast. definitely
1: probably, <laughs> yeah, peaked. <laughs> so
0: she's definitely still got an agent then. So yeah, maybe she will get the, get the news about the Ivan Milat joke, which is just
1: she will feel so awkward because it was such a genuine shout out. How she was like, you belong in seventh heaven. And like, oh,
0: still a good actress. Cringe. She's pretending she likes someone she's never even heard of. <laughs> if you can pretend you like a serial killer, well, then you deserve an Oscar.
1: We spoke about Duffy earlier this year when she came forward about how she was drugged, raped and taken to a foreign country and held captive for four weeks. She shared the horrifying details of her kidnapping and rape, as well as the deep psychological impact it had on her. At the time, she said, Rape is like living murder. You are alive, but dead. All I can say is it took an an extremely long time, sometimes feeling never-ending, to reclaim the shattered pieces of me. Now, the singer has written an open letter to Netflix's CEO, Reed Hastings, to remove the controversial film 365 Days, because she says it glamorises the brutal reality of sex trafficking, kidnapping and rape. I haven't watched the movie, but it tells the story of a young Polish woman who is imprisoned by a Sicilian mafia boss who gives her one year to fall in love with him. Hmm, sounds lovely, Mm -hmm. not rapey at Mm -hmm. all. Unsurprisingly, given her own experience, Duffy felt the need to speak about, to speak out about the movie. In the letter, she says, today, I really don't know what to think, say, or do other than to reach out and explain to you in this letter how irresponsible it was of Netflix to broadcast the film 365 days. I don't want to be in this position to have to write to you, but the virtue of my suffering obliges me to do so because of a violent experience that I endured of the kind that you have chosen to present as adult erotica. 365 Days glamorises the brutal reality of sex trafficking, kidnapping, and rape. This should not be anyone's idea of entertainment, nor should it be described as such or be commercialised in this manner. She continues saying that there are an estimated 25 million people who are currently being trafficked around the world, which is equivalent to almost half the population of England, which is horrifying. She said, when I was trafficked and raped, I was lucky to come away with my life, but far too many have not been so lucky. And now I have to witness these tragedies and my tragedy eroticized and demeaned. She added that she was also addressing the film's viewers, saying that they should reflect on the reality of kidnapping and trafficking. Have you watched the movie, Sam, or heard much about it? No, um, and the only time I'd heard about it is because of
0: this story, and it's not something I would watch anyways. And I've seen someone... Compare it to like the amped up version of Fifty Shades of Grey. And if that's the case, I'm glad I've never watched Fifty Shades of Grey either. Because I think, I think beside the fact that Duffy went through that experience, the fact that someone has to say this is wrong, like, of course it's wrong. Why should someone have to bare their soul and talk about something that's so traumatizing and say what you're doing by glamorizing this is not okay. Like, it, I don't know how this
1: movie came to be in the first place. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I've heard that it has really graphic sex scenes as well because the woman does eventually fall for her kidnapper. And to me, that is very much glamorizing trafficking and kidnapping. Mm. And it's it, what's unfortunate is that so many people have watched it and maybe enjoyed it. Um, like apparently fans have been asking the male star to kidnap them Oh my and God. things like that. That was just yeah. like so, what
0: happened with you, which was something that, yes, I, exactly. that pissed me off to no end because that was not the point of you. It really wasn't. It wasn't to paint this guy as like someone you should fall in love with.
1: Oh, yeah. no. But do I think that Netflix will actually take it down? I doubt it. Really? You know, I think it's been watched by millions of people and I just, I don't think they will. So I I've been, I've been thinking about censorship and and looking back
0: through history there's been so many the first thing that comes to mind is is books books were were censored I think even the the Bible was one of the biggest books to be banned but when you think about films a recent example that I can think of was in was here in Australia in 1995 in Tasmania 12 fest film festival movies were banned because at the time and this is only 1995 at the time homosexuality was illegal and these films explored that um so when you when you look at that that's saying okay films are banned based on what the current morality is of society so you have you have legislation that dictates that. And and from what I know, from what I know, it's illegal to rape someone. It's illegal to kidnap someone. It's illegal to human traffic someone. I
1: would say so. Yeah, yeah totally. So
0: <laughs> it really should be a no-brainer that this film then should be banned. But if you look at it from a very cynical perspective, um, women have always been told to be submissive. They've been told to forego their own needs to please men and they've been told that they have no autonomy and that's why I think these films can be made because it's like oh don't take it seriously not this doesn't really happen women are just moaning and whinging but this is a reality it's a reality that Duffy lived it's a reality that as you said half the population of the UK which it amounts to they live that so it's it's something that I think should be banned and I think if duffy's behind it and thousands of others are behind it then it will be banned and it will be taken off netflix but there is a part of me that that agrees with you mani that because it's done so well and because all these issues are normalized for women that women should be treated this way or it's okay that they are then it, it won't be and that that makes me quite upset
1: Yeah. I mean, if the best thing that comes out of it is that people become a bit more educated in sex trafficking, then I guess maybe that's a good thing. But yeah, I just doubt that they'll take it down.
0: Yeah. And I I don't know if that's the the movie creators intent either. They're putting together this film and they're like, oh, we'll educate people. No, they
1: just got some kind of weird idea of what romance is. I think it's based on a book, but it sounds like it could have been based on some weird fan fiction.
0: Oh, why is the best, like, why is the best-selling fan fiction always creepy and rapey?
1: It's been a big couple of weeks in the YouTube world. Uh, So this all kicked off when Jenna Marbles addressed some of her old videos where she used blackface and rapped using racist lyrics and revealed that she had decided to quit her channel to reflect I watched the video and I actually thought that the the apology was quite genuine. Uh, did you watch it, Sam? I did. I've I've been watching Jenna Marbles for a long
0: time. I think the first video I saw of hers was how to trick people into thinking you're really good looking. Like um, that was the first one I watched, and I've seen her change. But in her apology, she did talk about how she was this idiot essentially this problematic person and she has changed um but sorry continue
1: no no no. i I mean i i thought that it was kind of it was really interesting how she because she had obviously privated a lot of these videos that she has realized were problematic not long after she did them i guess and she was showing them she was kind of like look this is what i did um this you can see what this was I feel so terrible about it. She clearly is trying to grow and she, she doesn't want to upset anyone. She was clearly very upset while filming the video. Yeah. Um, but then soon after, Shane Dawson shared his own apology video called Taking Accountability where he apologised for blackface using the N-word and other racist and anti-Semitic behaviour in videos as well as joking about pedophilia. Do you know much about Shane? Um, I
0: think the only thing I knew about him was his conspiracy theory video. And I watched the one about one of the Logan... Jake Paul... What are their names? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Jake Paul, Logan Paul. That's the one. About
0: about one of them being a sociopath or whatever. And I know his content is just drama that's all that's all it is he wants to do the biggest most explosive video um so that's all i really know of him i did not know about these um videos where he was doing blackface and um i think he even there's some footage of him pretending to masturbate to willow smith at the time she was 11 correct
1: so yep yeah some disturbing stuff there So, um, well, people didn't really like this video with a lot of people thinking he was instead trying to get in early and reframe any bad news stories that were going to come out by changing the narrative. Um, and in the video, he said that he should lose everything, uh, but he didn't quit like Jenna did. So it just kind of seems that he's hoping that this whole thing will blow over. Mm. I was watching another video and someone was talking about how on someone else's channel, a long time ago, he even said some like really horrible stuff about Trayvon Martin. Oh. So yeah, what? I just, I feel like he's had a long history of this kind of stuff. And I, yeah, that was kind of shocking to me. It was, I was like, you, you actually should lose everything. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, but things have been getting worse for him since he started sharing uh, that video. People have been posting old videos of his that he had deleted, which show him being racist, sexualizing his dog, and as you mentioned, pretending to masturbate to a poster of Willow Smith when she was 11 years old. The Smith family, Jaden and Jada, uh, came across that disgusting video and were unsurprisingly really upset. So um, following this, a number of brands who are working with him have dumped him. I think he has a book or something, Target, which is like huge. Um, in the US, they've decided to stop selling the book. I think he has a makeup line or something. They've decided to stop uh, selling that. And YouTube has actually prevented him from running ads on his latest videos as well. Wow. Now, oh my gosh, this story. Tati Westbrook has come out saying that Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star manipulated her into turning against James Charles, which was a huge oh, thing in the story. YouTube world. Was it last year? Oh, it feels like that five was insane. years ago. <laughs> I know. But basically, he just seems to be losing a lot of friends now as well. But, you know, he did say that he should lose everything. He did. So there you go. Be careful what you wish for, <laughs> I guess. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, just to like echo what you said about Jenna Marbles, her apology was quite good. Um well, she did. She did end up saying she is leaving the YouTube community, which, as a as someone who enjoys her videos, I I thought that was quite sad, and I because she's been making videos for so many years, yeah, over a decade, I think at this point, yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's what people were intending to happen. Maybe they wanted her to leave. They wanted her to quit. But I also think, what else could she have done? She's been apologizing for years, and at this point. Well, what else can you do but leave if people are telling you that you're not what you're doing is not good enough? Your apologies are never good enough. I can understand why she left,
1: and she was saying that it's not even like she's not even having a good time doing it anymore. So why bother doing it? Exactly. And I think she may
0: get some. She may even get some criticism there by making herself the victim in this situation. Which you you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. In my opinion, but Shane's yep. video, I did watch it and. It was all over the place. He was so erratic. He was just constantly saying sorry and trying to sound like he had thought it through by saying that in his previous apologies, they were not good enough. They weren't genuine. And I still don't think he was genuine in this apology.
1: I kept. Oh no, he did not come off as genuine at all. And to also be saying, oh, I wasn't genuine in my other apologies. Well, <laughs> that's just not going to make people trust you in this exactly. one. Exactly. It's like the boy
0: who cried wolf. Exactly. And he kept. I don't know what he was looking at, but I have a feeling he has one of those viewfinders that flip over, or he has like a full-on proper setup because he kept looking away from the camera than directly into the camera so in my opinion he was looking at himself whenever he was uh, trying to apologise to just like look at himself be like comforting himself or whatever I think he's a truly narcissistic person and that's a big claim from someone who's barely watched his content but (laughs) (laughs) no I agree I agree it's just the way he comes across however I don't know I don't know if And again, we talk about this all the time. I don't know if cancelling someone is the right way to go about it. Um, He clearly has things that he's done which are awful. And maybe YouTube isn't the place for him. Maybe he isn't responsible here. But then again, all these brands are dropping him. And it's like, well, why did you sign up with him in the first place? He was doing all of this years ago and brands are signing up with them public knowledge yeah
1: yeah totally you think that someone there would be doing their research I mean you you would have to be if you work at a brand and you're going to work with influencers you would have to be doing some deep diving on those people to make sure they're not going to harm your brand exactly
0: so it's all I don't know it's it's just I I feel like being a YouTuber would be exhausting especially if you were a problematic YouTuber because you'd be constantly doing dumb shit and then getting in trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. And then time... Having people telling you that you're shit and whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, you just got to do what Jenna Marbles did and learn. Like, I feel like she did learn from all the stupid shit she did. And she started just doing silly videos, like doing her own acrylic nails. Like, yeah, that's entertaining to a select
1: few, including myself. And like, what she did do was bad. Mm. But there was only, like, I think... There wasn't that many videos that she had to apologize for, but she did feel like she had hurt enough people. Yes. You know, by doing blackface or with those racist rap lyrics and things. I'm not I'm not downplaying what she did no. by any means, but what Shane Dawson has done is way worse. Yeah,
0: incredibly. And yeah, the fact that he didn't just leave YouTube as well, it, it it tells me he's not actually going to change. But then Tati Westbrook jumping on board, I'm like, what are you? Why are you bringing Jeffrey Star? Why are you
1: bringing yourself into this drama, lady? And like, yeah, uh, yeah, <sighs> as if you wouldn't just try to step back. I guess <laughs> that she's just trying to cancel him. She's like getting involved, and she should just maybe just like stay out of it. Yeah. But she wants to maybe help cancel him.
0: I know, and just I. I don't know what it is about YouTube. I think all the creators try to... Try to make content that's gonna get people to watch it. Whether it be... Like, I think even Shane was talking about in his apology. Where he tries to do the most outrageous thing in the next video. And I don't know where that comes from. Because... I don't see audience members saying, oh, that was a bit tame. (laughs) You should do something way worse, please. No, I don't think anyone does that. What I think it might come down to is they're used to seeing their their followers grow rapidly. And at some point it plateaus. And that's normal. I think once you're at a point where you plateau, that's your safe space. That's where you should just focus on what your audience wants, what got you there. And for Shane, what got him to keep growing was actually really toxic. And shit stuff and yeah I don't know I have so many feelings about this and I used to love YouTube and now I just don't want to engage with it anymore
1: yeah I think that also the stuff that I like watching on YouTube when I am watching those kind of YouTube-y people is kind of like more like just like a day, like a day in the life sort of style stuff, like a daily vlog. I am not like so interested in like weird, like over the top stuff. But if you do kind of like that over the top sort of stuff, not that this is, but there's a guy called, I think his name is Mark Rober and he used to work at NASA. And he does these like amazing experiments and stuff, and it's all using science and stuff. And I'll tell you what, those videos are great. Well,
0: there you go. See, that's what YouTube, I think, should be for, like, educating yourself, opening your mind, not sitting here and watching beauty gurus fight among themselves, or Shane Dawson try yeah. to so call someone a sociopath, like... Ignore I'll tell that.
1: you, what, I'm sick of the apology videos. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of those. If we could be done with them now, like, can everyone just not be problematic now? <laughs>
0: yeah, just stop being shit. <laughs> the film industry has effectively been put on hold due to COVID nineteen, but one film is set to go ahead with a seventy million dollar production budget, as they found an actor who is immune to the virus. Erika, the soon-to-be star, is an AI robot who was built by Japanese scientists Hiroshi Ishiguro and Kohei Ogawa, who apparently taught her method acting. And and I think if you've listened to the show for a while, you know our opinion on method acting. <laughs> 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 uh. Erica will be the leading actor in B, which follows a scientist who designs a program to perfect human DNA, but soon finds there are some dangers involved and escapes with the robot he designed, which is, of course, to be played by Erica. The scientist said that Erica has no real-life experience to draw her acting inspiration from, which I think is obvious, so they had to simulate (laughs) her motions and emotions through one-on-one sessions, such as controlling the speed of her movements, talking through her feelings – I don't even know if she has feelings, to be honest – and coaching character development and body language – while there is no director for the film nor, nor any co-stars, Erica already shot some scenes in Japan last year and they're set to continue filming in Europe in 2021. Mani, what do you think? An AI robot actor? Is this the way of
1: the future? I, oh, I honestly think that creating a robot to be the main actor in your movie sounds like a lot of effort when you could just get like a regular actor to do the same thing. <laughs> Would I watch it? Um, I guess, I guess I would, but it does feel a bit gimmicky to me. Like that's the only reason why you'd probably go out and watch it because you're like, oh, I've got to watch the robot act. Mm. But I guess if the, the the character is an AI woman, then why not use a robot? I guess it's meta. But if their excuses, yeah, I mean, if their excuses, social distancing though, like when the pandemic struck uh, in Australia, there was a movie that was shooting here that continued to shoot. So all the cast and crew were basically in like a little bubble together and there were no dramas. No one got the virus. Wow. Everyone was fine. They finished shooting the movie. It was all a success. So I'm kind of like, why can't they just do that? Why do they need, like, a, building the robot would be $70 million, <laughs> surely, Well, to be able to do, like, to act. Well, from what I understand, these scientists
0: were, were building a robotic, they were doing a robotics um program anyways and i think it was just an idea that came about um and then they were like oh actually she could be an actor but in my opinion i think it i think it's actually kind of cool because looking back on films remember remember all those movies that just had so many puppets in it like there's so many examples and like little robots to play monsters it's like why why not have an ai robot and and see how she does if it's if it's awkward, if it's bad, then you know, maybe it'll deter people from, you know, choosing a robot instead of Doing Angelina Jolie. <laughs>
1: like Yeah, yeah, totally. I,
0: I think it makes sense for this movie for the context. Um Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. If it comes about, I, I they don't have a director yet, so
1: <laughs> they don't have a director, they don't have a, a co star for her. I'll sign up. I'll direct Europe, it. which I mean yeah. I mean, right now, Europe is, like, not a place to be, right? So, I mean, America's definitely not a place to be. Unless they're shooting this movie in Australia or New Zealand, they are fucked.
0: Yeah. Why not? Actually, Australia, I think, should would do really well after all of this because there's so much Well, land. that's what they're saying. Just
1: come here and Yeah. Film and a lot of people ready to work and movie studios and yeah so money i think is that, our that side might actually hustle. be what happens we'll make <laughs> we'll team up with these scientists we'll start an ai production company in australia it's done. that sounds really um, way off and something that will definitely not <laughs> happen you got to dream money <laughs> Okay, dream big,
0: dream big. I like it. <laughs> Kendall and Kylie Jenner have been under investigation from Remake, which is a fashion industry watchdog. Remake recently wrote an article highlighting that the company Global Brands Group has been refusing to pay garment makers in Bangladesh due to fall due to falls in sales because of COVID-19. The article reported that Global Brands Group owned Kendall and Kylie, the sisters' clothing brand, so therefore the sisters were responsible for the many workers who were going without pay. However, just a few days ago, Kendall and Kylie released an official statement saying that they were never owned by Global Brands Group and until just recently they were only affiliates. Remake has since updated its article but won't step down and have asked the sisters the following. Do Kendall and Kylie know who their suppliers are? And can they confirm that the women who sew their clothing line have been paid during the coronavirus crisis? In Remake's article, they named other celebrities like Cardi B and P. Diddy who are, cl- who are complicit in working with brands who don't pay their employees. This is a pretty revealing article and I, I recommend reading it, but I'd like to know what you think. Should celebrities have more accountability when they have connections to brands like Global Brands Group?
1: Yeah, and I think that it's really sad because if this is true, then they've just forced these women who are prop like – I'm assuming it's women who are working in these factories – into further poverty. Like, they can't be earning much money doing this. And if they're not getting paid because of the coronavirus pandemic – and to be honest, I can't see – like a clothing company doing, I could be wrong, I can't see them doing that badly, especially something affiliated with Kylie and Kendall because I think a lot of people I know were still doing so much shopping when it came to clothes and like self-care and things. So I don't know if that's really an industry that suffered that much. And I don't know how these things work, but to me it feels like if you are Kylie and you are a billionaire, you should be working to ensure that people that work for you and, you know, make your products you know, they should be taken care of in this situation um, if you want to continue working with them. Or, you know, they just, in general, they should just be paid a livable wage as well. I'm just assuming that they're not. I don't actually really know. Um, and it's not like these people who are working in these factories really have an opportunity to tell their stories or share their experiences. So it's, we're not going to know what they're going through. But if any of us were in Kylie's shoes, I would like to think that we would have ensured that these people would be taken care of because you know, a pandemic hitting pl- places like that, that's, that's horrible. And the poverty um, you know, people in poverty would just not be dealing very well.
0: No, exactly right. And I, I think a huge issue comes down to the fact that a lot of the time brands don't actually know their suppliers. And I think that's why Remake has asked this question and a, a great, well, not great, but an example I can think of that happened recently was uh, that factory that collapsed in Bangladesh and CottonOn uh, was using them as garment makers, and that's when CottonOn oh. was like, "Oh, we didn't know. We thought our our working conditions were good. We had no idea it was this bad," and it and it it brought out a lot of information that a lot of brands just trust the supply managers when they say everything's good everything's up to standard everything's under regulation oh people just don't once again check. like what we
1: were saying before yeah people like if this is your brand how are you not digging deeper I don't understand and it's sad because all of those kind of products you know and like Kmart and things like that fast fashion they're obviously made. Using really cheap labor because they cost, you know, some things will be like twenty dollars or whatever. And if you wanted to shop with something that's more sustainable and has been made ethically, it is going to cost you more money. Mm. So it does. It it sucks um, that that's the case. But you need to, you know, what they say. You, you need to like vote with your dollar. I don't know what the what the what the word is, but you need to spend money with the companies that are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So. It's so hard because it's not like we can know where every single, you know, company's factories are exactly. and how they're treating their workers.
0: Yeah, well, I was having this I had had this conversation with a friend a couple of times and we recently spoke about this. And she said something that really resonated with me and it's it's a lot of the time Consumerism and the responsibility of it is really put onto the individual. So we're the ones that have to go out and we have to choose the ethical brands. And a lot of the time, we we're so we're so tired. <laughs> and it sounds so bad, but when we have to go out and make all these decisions, we get overwhelmed. We're not sure who to go to. Why can't we? Why can't we have brands taking the responsibility to be the ethical producers? We can choose ethical brands. But what if it turns out that actually, no, they're not ethical. They're just pretending they are. And then it's like there's so much onus on us to go and find it, which is good. I think making making more educated decisions is a fantastic thing. But also, why can't we just trust that brands will do the right thing? Why can't we trust, as you say, that Kylie will look into the fact that her employees are being taken care of? I just don't understand why there is this disconnect from, <laughs> I sound so like uh, like a anti-consumer person right now, but <laughs> why is there such a disconnect between people at the top who just don't seem to ha- have any regard to the people that work for them?
1: Oh, totally. No, I think I think that you're spot on there. Um, but yeah, will these companies make a change? I just don't know.
0: I hope so. And I hope that more articles like this from Remake come out because... I think they pointed to the fact that Cardi B, who is an affiliate of Fashion Nova, Fashion Nova has been giving away like $1,000 to to customers, but they're not paying the people who make the clothes. So they can give away, I think it amounted to a million dollars. They can give away a million dollars, but they're not paying their employees. Jesus. At some point, like you say, we got to vote with our dollar. At some point, we just got to stop. But sometimes it's hard. Um, but I guess it's it's easier making a better decision than it is but oh see this is where I get so hung up on it because what do we do if we stop shopping with these brands and then they can't I mean they're not paying their employees anyways but then that takes away jobs from people because yes they're not being paid enough but what happens to them then if their jobs are taken away from them? I think the best thing would be if brands do pay them and they're forced to pay them more. If there was a standard or something where yeah, some it regulation. was regulation, yeah, that the bare minimum should be the livable wage, as you say. But
1: I don't know. <sighs> it's a heated. So it's a heated uh, discussion, right? Like it is. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because, as you say, it's hard that it's put on us, but then. These places are not coming forward, and how can people like Cotton On not know where their, you know, products are being made? That yeah, makes it's no bullshit. sense. It's total bullshit. I, am yeah. sick of the, the, um, the, uh, apo- not an apology or like the, the excuse. I just didn't yes. know. Well, just bloody know. find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just it's, don't think it's, it's that hard.
0: No, and I I think it just takes a lot of the time. Maybe you have to go and visit the factories to really see because someone at the end of the phone could lie to you. But then, yeah, go. Go have a look, see what's happening. Go ask the employees who are making the garment.
1: I agree. All right, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you could please leave us a five star rating and a review, that would be amazing. Uh, Samma, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samma Rose underscore. You can find Pop Fix at PopFix Podcast and you can find me at Marnie Dixon. We'll be back in a week. Chat to you then. Bye. Bye.